Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 99-109 loss to the Miami Heat. After a rough first half where the Hawks find themselves down 10, they use an awesome third quarter from John Collins to get all the way back into the game. Despite tying the game with three minutes to go, the Hawks are unable to seal the deal in Miami. Without further ado, let's get into it. Another winnable game on the road that the Hawks were unable to close out. The first half of this game, I could not have been more upset at the Hawks because they seemed to have a huge advantage in the paint and go away from it. And in that first half, the Hawks found themselves down 10. They were outscored 5 points in the first quarter, 21-26, to and 5 points in the second quarter, 23-28. to And it looked like, you know, the Hawks might ultimately get blown out. Another part of the first half that is really frustrating is the Hawks gave up a layup to Bam Adebayo with two seconds left, so instead of only being down eight, they found themselves down double digits, 44-54 uh, to 54 at halftime. The Hawks got a monster third quarter from John Collins, and John Collins just had a massive game altogether. Uh, in that third quarter, John was had 19 points. He played almost 10 minutes in that third period, and the Heat had no one who could stop him. At one point, John even went right at Bam Adebayo, one-on-one in ISO and was able to get a, a basket off the backboard. And uh, John had everything working. He ended the game with 34 points. He was 13 of 21 from the field, 2 of 3 from three-point land. A big three to tie the game. Ultimately, the last time that the Hawks would be tied in this game was off of a John Collins open three-pointer from the corner. He got to the free-throw line seven times, made six of his seven free-throws. Had 10 rebounds, three of those offensive for a double-double, and three blocks. And John Collins' blocks against the Heat weren't just little little blocks that he just caught, barely. He had some massive blocks, including rejecting one Tyler Hero offering so hard, I thought Tyler should have just been ripped off the court at that moment. Um, Hero would have some big shots for the Heat down the stretch, but John was being active everywhere on the court. And it's awesome to see. John is from Florida, and to ha- for him to have such an off offensively explosive game just a great game all the way around it is encouraging to see and I thought uh the Hawks did a really good job of going to the hot hand in the third quarter when John Collins really had it rolling and it was also nice to see the coaching staff keep him in that third quarter ultimately the Hawks would win that third quarter 33 to 24 and it would really get them back into the game um the Hawks second unit was just not getting things done against the Heat um, overall, the Hawks bench was 3 of 16 from the field for 9 points. The bench included Gallo, Solomon Hill, Rajon Rondo, Skylar Mays, and Aneka Kongwu. Kongwu had a small stretch in the first half, but you know, he didn't get any more playing time. And uh, Danilo Gallinari had the most playing time of, time of anyone off the bench, and he was uh, a low for the, the Hawks were minus 18 when Gallo was on the court. He had 6 points, 2 of 10 shooting. No three-pointers. It was just a real tough effort for Gallinari. And after that huge explosion that he had against the Boston Celtics that we covered in the 100th episode of the Kettlecast, um, Gallinari has just not been the same. And I'm kind of the point where if Gallinari doesn't hit his first couple shots, you know, maybe you give him a run to start the in the first half and in the second half. But if he's not rolling, he just can't stay in the game. Um, There are multiple points in the first half and second half where the Heat just targeted Danilo Gallinari on the defensive side of the ball and were able to get to to the rim or get to the free throw line. And um, if his shot is not falling, it's just tough for him to have a huge impact. 
Other Hawks that had really good nights, Clint Capella was part of the Hawks tandem in the paint that really destroyed the Heat. Capella was 9 of 17 from the field, hit 2 of 3 free throws for 20 points. He had a double-double, 14 rebounds, 9 of those offensive and 3 blocks. Clint Capella continues to be able to play really strong against teams that don't have a traditional center uh, or big man rim protector. Uh, Bam Adebayo is a very strong defensive center, but he's a little bit undersized, and Clint Capella was able to use his length to his advantage. Um, Clint Capella started this game missing a dunk. And a little bit of Clint Capella's offensive rebounds, I feel, get a little bit um, inflated because Capella will miss his own first shot, keep following it, and keep having tip-ins until they get a uh, tip to fall. But uh, Capella was playing pretty strong. Um, I would like to see him get the ball in the middle, the heat through a zone that seemed to be very effective against the Hawks and really stifle the offensive ball movement and getting Clint Capella the ball in the middle or John Collins is one way the Hawks can attack that zone. Kevin Herter had a tough night. Um, He played a ton of minutes, 41 minutes. He was 5 of 13 from the field, 1 of 9 from three-point land. He had a three-pointer after the Hawks had tied the game and then the Heat had put up five straight points. Kevin Herter had a wide-open three that he just a little too long, went off the back of the rim and didn't fall. And the Heat's announcers even said the Heat dodged a bullet on that one. But Herter's three ball wasn't falling. He was two of three from the free throw line. He had 13 points. But uh, Kevin Herter had six steals. He continues to get into passing lanes, and he has done a good job of getting his hands on balls, whether they're in the passing lane or he's just stealing it from the guy he's defending. Um, He did have four turnovers. Herter and Trey combined for 11 turnovers, and those turnovers are just an area where the Hawks hurt themselves. A lot of these turnovers... I'm totally okay with turnovers where the Hawks are trying to be a little bit aggressive, maybe passing to an open player, or you know Trey is going to try at least two or three hit-ahead passes where he's trying to get an easy bucket for his team. But Kevin Herter's turnovers in particular, he's dribbling off his foot, and it goes out of bounds. Um, And then him and Trey Young just sometimes have a disconnect. One of Trey Young's turnovers he was trying to throw the ball back to Kevin Herter Kevin Herter was cutting to the basket and the ball just goes out of bounds but those 11 those were 11 of the 16 turnovers that the Hawks had and of course most of your turnovers are going to come from the people who have the ball in their hands a lot but Kevin Herter and Trey Young have to be better at that um Herter had those four assists to go with those four turnovers but he needs to be a little bit better finally Trey Young had a very interesting game he was 3 of 14 from the field, just 2 of 8 from three-point land. He did have 15 points. He was able to get to the free-throw line, especially in the fourth quarter when the Heat were in bonus, where he was 7 of 7 from the free-throw line. He had 8 rebounds, 9 assists. He had 2 steals, but again, those 7 turnovers. Um, he The Hawks were plus 9 when Trey was on the court, and that was a team-high plus 9. Um, so Trey really kind of controlled the game and it was playing very effectively it was just some of his decision making down the stretch that was really really tough for the Hawks um that fourth quarter again the Hawks were down 10 at halftime and it it was looking like a game that the Hawks were just never going to be in competition they had you know seeming some advantages in the paint but the zone that the Heat had thrown at them really seemed to get uh get the Hawks out of what they wanted to do on offense and it looked like the Hawks were just going to be frustrated the entire game and and really lose to a Heat team that didn't have Jimmy Butler without putting up much of a fight but the Hawks came out and they started the 
third quarter with two runs. They had a 9-2 run and then an 8-0 run to uh, get even a lead in that third quarter. Again, the second unit came in, and the second unit was unable to keep that lead. The Hawks ultimately were down one point going into the fourth quarter. But the Hawks did a massive job getting back into the game um, and really kind of flipping a switch. I really thought the the switch was flipped in the second quarter when Trey hit his two three-pointers. He got two threes in the exact same spot over the Heat rookie Precious Achua. And I thought that moment, it really looked like the Hawks, you know, they had sort of been sleepwalking the first quarter and a half in this game. And Trey hit those two big shots, and it actually kept the Heat lead from getting any larger than 14 points. Kept the Hawks in it, got it down to eight. They had it to six a couple times. Ultimately, the Heat would take a 10-point lead into the halftime. But I thought those two shots by Trey were huge. And really, it looked like the Hawks' uh, leader had sparked his team and the thing about those two threes, his second one was a little bit deeper, but the first one, he just got the matchup he wanted, the rookie defender out on him on a switch, uh, did a little bit of dancing and got got a good three-pointer, and then he came down, did the exact same thing, attacked the same defender, and got a hit a deeper three for sure. But that's when Trey is really at his best, um, and for him to kind of flip that switch and then the Hawks to take that little bit of momentum. They weren't within, you know, they're still down 10 at halftime, but keep that momentum going in the third quarter where they just found John Collins and they fed John Collins. And uh, that was just taking advantage of the Heat not having a big uh, presence in the paint, and John Collins and Clint Capella were able were able to take advantage of that um, to the tune of uh, 25. The Hawks had 25 second-chance points and 50 points in the paint so John Collins and Clint Capella really helped the Hawks uh, get back into this game and it was a game with as rough as it had been all the way up through the fourth quarter that the Hawks found themselves with a chance to win the game um, on the road and uh, it was brutal Uh, the Hawks tied it on that John Collins um, three-pointer after uh, after Tyler Hero had hit a three-pointer to go up three. John John Collins was found in the corner for a three to tie the game. And then Kevin Herter got a turnover, got a steal, was able to get the ball um, to the Hawks on offense. And then I thought Trey Young settled for a 30-foot three-pointer. And uh, after that three-point attempt, the Hawks would never be tied or have the lead the rest of the way. He did a good job of getting really good looks. Uh, Tyler Hero got to the free throw line, and then the next possession, Trey Young tried a ill-fated lob attempt to John Collins, and Kevin Herter was in the same place, so John Collins and Herter ran into each other, and Bam Adebayo kind of blocked the pass as well. Uh, the Heat found um, Kendrick Nunn, who had a monster game for the Heat. Nunn was, had four three-pointers, seven assists, and 24 points. One of those three-pointers came in this um, sequence. He hit a three in transition to put the heat up by five. The Hawks came down. They got a wide open three for Kevin Herter. He missed the three. Um, and then the Heat were able to push the lead up to seven. And it, that was kind of the game right there. The Heat went on a 10 0 run to get up 10. And the Hawks were never able to really get back into the game. The most frustrating part about Trey just settling for that 30 foot three pointer, I understand what he's trying to do. It's part of what Trey, makes Trey Trey. He's trying to go for a big momentum swing on that 30-point, 30 30-foot 30 uh, three-pointer, but when he missed, it, it just kind of takes some wins out of the sails. After all this hard work 
to get that close. And especially Trey himself had taken advantage of the Hawks being in the bonus very early in the fourth quarter. He had gotten to the free throw line six times uh, or for six attempts and made all of those, and that had helped spark the Hawks to be tied in this game and even get a lead in the fourth quarter. But uh, he just kind of settled for that long shot, a shot he certainly can make, but just I would have liked him to put some pressure on the Heat's defense internally that had not, you know, there there have been games against the Hawks where they have gotten blocked 10, 12 times. The Heat only blocked the Hawks' shot six times in this game, and um, while Bam Adebayo is very good, I think the Hawks had a clear advantage with John Collins, Clint Capella all in the paint. If Trey attacks, he's going to get a shot that will probably have John or Clint Capella follow if Trey doesn't make it. So I was a little disappointed that Trey made the decision to take that shot. And then the lob, uh, John Collins was wide open behind the zone, there's no doubt. But Kevin Herter made a cut and was there at the same time. as And Trey had already made the, the lob. He was throwing it from about the logo. And uh, it just that that's a tough play again. I wish the Hawks would go into the paint instead of relying on a big pass over the defense to to get a good shot. And, you know, after those two possessions and the big three-pointer from uh, Kendrick Nunn, it's just hard to get back into the game under two minutes to go. And then then the Heat have a lot of the momentum and kind of the shot that sort of ended the game, at least in my mind, was uh, Dragic, who has always been a big Hawks hater, hits a corner three to put the heat up 10 and and it really felt like the game was out of hand at that point um the big performances for the heat were again Kendrick Nunn had a good game Bam Adebayo you got to talk about him when you're talking about the heat he was 6 of 12 from the field had 16 points 13 rebounds five assists three blocks a little bit of everything for Bam um Goran Dragic started he had 13 points three assists four rebounds and then off the bench the heat got 28 points combined from Tyler Hero and Precious Achua. Uh, Achua in particular, he was four or five from the field. Achua got as many free throw attempts as John Collins, and that just shouldn't happen. I don't know how he gets – he's attacking the basket. He's certainly going at Hawks. But I don't understand how he's getting that much respect from the officials already when John Collins, uh, who is just a star in my mind and should be getting a little bit of that, can barely – like if if John Collins gets seven free throws in a game, I'm ecstatic. It's so so out of the blue. So – uh, you know, very good performance from Achua and Tyler Hero was a uh, game high. The Heat were plus 19 when Hero was out on the court. Um, and that was primarily when the Heat were in zone and the Hawks just couldn't figure that zone out. So, uh, I thought this game going in at half, I was going to be very frustrated. It was just the Hawks didn't come out and have that fire until Trey got those threes to fall. But they fought all the way back, and it's just hard after to, to dig yourself out of that hole and then get the win. And the decision-making at the end of games has to be better. Trey Young has to be better as leader of the Hawks. And you, there's a lot of uh, similarity, I think, between these times where the Hawks have something working and then they go away from it. John Collins was dominating in the second half, and they went away from him, especially once the game was tied. And uh, So I'd like to see the Hawks continue to – Uh, take advantage of things that work well. I think sometimes the Hawks get in their own way that they don't find easy way to score the ball and they kind of get away from the things that would be easiest and everything has to be a a difficult, tough 30-point shot. But it was really encouraging to see the Hawks fight back and, and almost have a chance to knock off the Heat at home. And probably most encouraging for the Hawks is they get an opportunity against the Heat uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, 
in this one of these little two game sets. So they'll get to run it back against the Heat again and maybe have learned some things in that first game. Um, hopefully the Hawks aren't don't fall behind early, and hopefully they make better decision making late. But rough loss from the Hawks. They now fall to fourteen and twenty going going with two games left until the All Star break. Um, but they play the Heat on Tuesday and the Magic on Wednesday before getting a, a break that is much needed for the Hawks. So we'll come to you after those games, and go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!